is Monday, May 29, 2023. It's day 872 of the J6 political hostage crisis. I'm Mel Hawley, and this is your Justice in Jeopardy update. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Justice in Jeopardy. I'm Mel Hawley, and this week I have been sitting in on some of the January 6th Oath Keepers Leaders Sentencings. We're going to talk to Jessica Watkins, and we are also going to be talking to Kenny Harrelson's wife, Angel. So thank you for joining us, and I hope you will listen carefully and share this message far and wide. Hey, Jessica, how's it going? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm sure you're you're dealing with a lot of different feelings. Um, it's a lot to go through yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you give us an overview of, of how, how you saw the day and, and how things went? I don't know. The, uh, they, they discussed the enhancement stuff first, which is like where they can make a charge and they can like add levels to it. And that kind of increases how many years or months you're going to spend behind bars. And so we went through the enhancement first. Um, the judge ruled to give me all of them. Uh, but he reduced the number of them. So, like, for instance, I got the terrorism enhancement, uh, which is a plus 12, um, but it can go with levels, so I ended up with, like, a plus 3 instead of a plus 12. Uh, but that's, that's kind of how that works. So, like, uh, an obstruction charge is the highest charge, the obstruction of the single proceeding. Right. So that was the one they kind of based everything on. And so that's a base level 14. They enhanced it. I'm not sure what number it enhanced up to. Um, long story short, yeah. Um, so we started with the enhancements. Then the government goes and they kind of just accuse you of everything they've already accused you of. And then you give your statement and uh, your, your attorney speaks on your behalf and the judge makes his ruling. You did not get found guilty of the seditious conspiracy, correct? Uh, correct. Yes, I was acquitted of seditious conspiracy and uh, destruction of government property. Who did get found guilty on those in your trial? In our trial group, uh, it was just um, Stuart Rhodes, uh, founder of the Oath Keepers, and Kelly Meg, who was the uh, Florida leader right. of the Oath Keepers. Okay. The rest of us, all three of us, were found not guilty on it. So me, Kelly, or Kenny Harrelson, and um, Tom Caldwell were all acquitted of the seditious charge. Have we had the sentencing hearings for, for everyone, that all of your co-defendants now? No, ma'am. For our trial group, we've only done four out of the five. Tom Caldwell was supposed to have his on Wednesday, but our deliberations on the uh, enhancement, um, those went on for quite a while. So I think they pushed his for another date. I'm not sure when that is. Okay. Yeah, I thought I had heard that his was pushed out. So, um, so we still have one more to go. Yeah. Tell us about the allocutions. Well, mine are theirs. Let's start with theirs. Basically, they just, they rehashed everything from the trial. Um, you know, like they accused me of throwing my body into the fray as like a physical force, which is really honestly kind of comical. I literally had six fractured ribs and a broken arm on January 5th. Like, I was there as a medic. That's why I came. Like, I was not there to be a physical force or to throw my body into the fray or anything like that. I, uh, just came to help people and I made a stupid decision to trust that. But they 
the prosecution even admitted in their in their closing statement that the conspiracy for us started when the, we walked through an open door. Yeah. And and they they still are trying to claim, even during their allocution, that I plotted to um, disrupt the peaceful transfer of power since November third. Which is really funny because on November third I was on standby as a volunteer medic for law enforcement because Antifa was threatening to burn police precincts across the country to the ground. Wow. And so I was on standby as a volunteer medic for law enforcement on November third and November fourth. Um and I wasn't plotting the peaceful transfer of power obstruction. I wasn't plotting anything like that. That never came out of my mouth at any point. They never were able to show any kind of like, here's a thing, out of that. They tried to pretend there was phone calls. They made up phone calls out of thin air. And so they still kept on with this lie during their allocution that I've been planning this since uh, November. And literally, I didn't plan anything. I just, the, the doors were open and I walked through. And that was really stupid of me, but it was that was just that malicious and just that stupid. It was just a stupid decision. The one J6 case we have that has complete acquittal. Um, they their defense was that they were led into the building by the police and they were the this gentleman was completely acquitted of of all of his charges uh based on that and and uh i i just don't understand why that's not been able to uh been used as a precedent for for the other cases and not trying to be disingenuous i want to be honest here uh no that's not what happened for us um people from the other side of the building from the west terrace came through and they opened the doors and let everyone in. Um, the police uh, did try to hold people back. Um, this, this is, granted, this is 30 minutes before I showed up on Capitol grounds, so I wasn't aware of any of this, but the, the police did try to hold people back and the crowd attacked them um, in places, and those people, I have high suspicions that they're Antifa provocateurs. Um, I could get into that. That's a whole long rabbit hole I could get into, but the video evidence is pretty compelling on that, but it's long story short, Antifa said they were going to infiltrate Trump supporters dressed as Trump supporters, and they were going to wear their hats worn backwards, and they were going to wear camouflage bottoms, but there were also individuals wearing, like, the, the anonymous mask, you know, the Guy Fawkes anonymous mask, and dressed in all black, and so a whistle blew, and at all these people with their hats turned backwards and people in black all of a sudden pull out cans of mace and start pepper spraying the police. Oh, wow. And anyway, yeah, that that's what caused the police to flee those doors. And so when the people came through the West Terrace, they just pushed open the doors and let everyone in. And so the doors opened and closed and opened and closed a number of times. And uh, when we went up there, those keepers, when we went up there, the doors were open and we're like, hey, check it out, guys. Like, and everybody was like, yeah, cool, you guys are here. And they're patting us on the back. It felt like celebrities. It was, I described it in trial as like similar to Black Friday, you know, like when everybody tries to crush through the door at the same time because everybody's excited to get in, but nobody wants to miss out on anything. Like, the prosecution made fun of me for that. But I mean, it's kind of like the feeling, or there was no police here. They're, they're like, when we got there, the police were all gone. Right. And everybody just streaming through and it was just kind of a stupid decision to go in yeah uh, i mean there were police that were inside at one point but you can see from the camera footage clearly that we didn't see them we didn't know they were there they were like off to the side we we're talking with protesters and stuff so i mean the police didn't let us in but yeah that's that's not the case for us right right
seems like the attorneys have have tried just about the defense attorneys have tried just about every different tactic and angle possible. And it, and it almost seems like it doesn't matter what is said in sentencing uh, for the most part. Right. You've had, you know, months and months to think about um, what you were going to say and how this was going to go. Um, tell me about kind of that process in your mind and, and how you came up with um, really what you wanted to say. I didn't want to make excuses for my actions, um, but I didn't want to, and I, to this day, I will never, ever accept responsibility for what other people that I've never met have done and said. Um, I don't think, I think it's unfair to ask anyone to do that. Um, so like all the behaviors that happened on the West Terrace, I, I wasn't there. I was never on the West Terrace. I wasn't at the tunnel. I never saw any of the violence at the police encounter. So I wanted to... I sympathize with them. When you watch some of these body camera footages, like some of the police officers were behaving super appropriately and being kind and considerate and just asking people to relax and just exercise. Their, they were they were good cops, and those good cops got injured. Uh, some of them body cameras are really hard to watch because you see like this nice guy get hit in the face with a pipe and it smashes his teeth and breaks his nose. And like, like that broke me. Like me and Kenny, Kenny has a friend of Harrelson, Back when I was in CTV, we were both incensed by this, this poor cop that got, because we've asked the both of us. And so, like, we were very incensed at this poor officer. So, like, we spent nights trying to find out who did this, because, like, that was this disgusting act. But at the same time, you had bad police officers who were doing bad things, like, you know, um, so, like, throwing tear gas against the orders. And, you know, there's a lot of police brutality that day. And so, like, I sympathize with the good officers that got hurt, and I am upset with the officers that were doing things they shouldn't have done. Um, so I try to show my sympathy for those good officers who just put on their uniform and did their job that day. And, but I, at the same time, I always wanted to accept full responsibility for what it is that I did. And so, because I, I I do truly feel remorseful, I should not have gone inside, and I should not have gotten in those officers' way. Um, I was there to hurt anyone, and the obstruction charge, they try to claim that I planned to obstruct the peaceful transfer of power, which is complete malarkey. One, there was no power transferring that day. Two, I wanted, and, and to this day, I wish, if I to go back in time, I would be running up and down the riot line yelling at people, stop, stop, let them finish the certification, they're objecting. You know, like, we need those objections to be raised so we can get ballot audits. I wouldn't have wanted to interrupt that. It, it gives the analogy that if you hit me with your car, like that's the stolen election, and I hire an attorney to sue you, that's like electing officials to represent me. And then we go to the court, why would I interrupt my own lawsuit? That's, that's the objection to the certification. So, like, I wouldn't want to object. I wouldn't want to interrupt the objections to Arizona, to Georgia, to Minnesota, to Michigan, like Pennsylvania, all these states where all this fraud happened. I didn't want to interrupt that. Why would I want to? Like, that, this is our chance. This is our last chance. There's no reason to interrupt that. And I don't think anybody in the crowd in their right mind would want to because we were all there because of election fraud. I think that was yeah. generally, I, you know, most of the people I've talked to, um, and, and, and myself included, as I was there, you know, that's, we weren't, we definitely weren't trying to stop it. We just wanted them to, um, uh, to hear us. We backed those that, that were questioning, 
the the election outcome and what needed to be done. Absolutely. I- yeah. We know that um, that uh, Kelly Mags and Stuart Rhodes were taken out of the C2B pod and moved down to uh, solitary. How about yourself? I am currently in a super maximum unit. We, they moved us the day before sentencing. Um, I was placed in a maximum status by Warden Landerton. Um, and so now I'm in essentially what is politics. Okay, so you've been in solitary now since uh, right after Stuart Rhodes' sentencing. Is that correct? Uh, correct, yes. Okay. Um, so it was about 1 o'clock when we moved up here. I don't know for a fact that two are connected, but right, right. I wouldn't surprise. But they've been talking about throwing us all in here for a while. So When you say all of us, who do you mean? Um, I mean uh, everybody who's uh, considered maximum security. Um, okay. So that includes me. And there is another January 6th uh, woman here. Um, I haven't met her yet, but she's also in solitary. Well, maximum security with us. Okay. What's it going to look like going forward? Probably two or three weeks before um, they move you? Correct. Yeah. Um, Now that the COVID pandemic's over, they've been shipping people out pretty quick. So typically within two, three weeks, uh, you just get sent to what's called the Fed, that's the federal prison. Do they let you know where you're going before you go? No, I won't know where I'm going until I land. Uh, they don't, they don't like to tell people where people are being transferred or anything until the movement is over, um, for okay. security reasons. I, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's not, it's not January 6th related. I mean, they need to keep it quiet where El Chapo is going to be housed before they all house El Chapo. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a generic policy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So definitely. Okay. Do you, uh, is there a certain part of the country you're hoping where you'll land? Um, I would like to be within range of my husband, hopefully. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not entirely particular. Yeah. Um, there's a number of women's facilities around here, so. Yeah. And so with the terrorism enhancement, that'll be, you think you'll be put in maximum security somewhere? I would be very surprised if that's the case. Um, just because it's the, I'm not charged with terrorism, um. It's based, based mostly on your charges and your criminal history and your um, conduct um, behind bars. So I have no disciplinary problems. And everybody else who's been getting the obstruction charge has been getting sent to uh, what's called a camp. It's like a very it's a low security facility. Um, so, I mean, it's always possible that, you know, the Biden administration could reach down and decide to do something nasty to me on purpose but it would be unusual for january 6th people if they did that right Um, i don't know about stuart rhodes or kelly but i would even be surprised if they ended up in a maximum security although minimum or medium is more likely right yeah do you do you have plans to appeal uh i'm under the impression we have 14 days to appeal okay or to file an appeal. You don't have to have your case ready, I suppose. But Okay. But the appeals process takes sometimes years. So yeah, that's what I've heard. Quick. A couple years. A couple years. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Jess, um, you know, I'm I'm praying for you. We're all praying for you. Do you have a, a Gibson Go you want to share? Uh, it is. 
Gibson so Go is Golf Two Niner Hotel Three. Okay. Well, we'll put that up on the screen and in the description as well. Is there any other message you want to get out or anything? The only other exciting news is my book is completely done. I've finished all the illustrations. Uh, my attorney has a copy and a digital copy. And so my husband will be receiving those shortly. Uh, so I, my book has made it outside the jail wall. Very exciting. That is very um, exciting. So hopefully you'll see some, some progress. And uh, my husband's been looking into, i sorry, Montana um, has been looking into um, ISBX. I don't know if anybody wants hardcover copies, but we've been discussing doing soft covers and like a um, collector's edition. Uh, you know, I do signed copies. Uh, the artwork I'm going to sell, um, trying to because I've got to generate money for an attorney, for uh, intellectual property attorney and such. So all the there's a 41 illustrations in the book and the book cover and a map, and so the originals of those I'm going to be auctioning off to cover the initial costs of the publishing. So I expect that will be coming soon. I'll keep you abreast of all those. Well, I can't wait to read it. I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate all of you out there. It means the world to me to know you guys are out there praying for us and that you're supporting us. Um, for the vigil in front of the jail, I am very sorry to hear that you know they were assaulted by Antifa the other night and the police arrested the people at the vigil and not Antifa. But... Um, that's disappointing to hear, um, but appreciate all of you. Seriously, the Patriot Mail Project. Um, Mel, thank you so much for your podcast, getting the word out and letting people know what's happening to us. Um, well, it's my pleasure. I couldn't do this without you, really. Like, you came to trial for me yesterday, or to the sentencing yesterday, and you've been coming to other sentencing as well. I mean, it's just, it means a lot to us out there. Don't understand we got it. we got to keep up the fight. That's all we can do. we got to expose as much of this as we can, and Wake up, wake up this country. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Well, thank you, my friend. And hang in there. Reach out if you need anything at all. Everybody, I, I know you're all going to be looking forward to to this this book and, and all of Jessica's books because uh, they're, they're going to be hot. Plenty more to come. As soon as I'm out behind these walls, I'm going to be writing as fast as my fingers can move. Someday when this is over, a January 6th book will be coming, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I will tell all situations. But- Definitely. Well, it, you know, there's there's a uh, there's a lot of a lot of people who are struggling inside, and um, you know, it's it's such a blessing that God gave you this this gift for writing. It's something that that can help you, you know, keep focused and and have something to do. You know, so really, it's a gift. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. God bless. God bless you. So the other sentencing hearing I sat in on this week was for um, Kenneth Harrelson and his wife, Angel, is going to be joining us now. And she's going to, you know, tell us about how it went for her, what she thought about the outcome for Kenny. And, um, you know, we'll just we'll just get into it. So uh, welcome to the show, Angel. How are you? Good as expected, of course, after all that. Yeah, Um, a lot a lot of people say it was a, it's a small win. Um, of course, in somewhat, some way, yes, it might be. But to me, personally, it's not. Because he's still got 
the enhancements added. And after what the judge said, I couldn't understand why he still got the enhancements. After everything he said. Yeah. Well, let's go through yeah. it a little bit so everybody knows what we're talking about. Uh, so why don't you start out with uh, just, I don't know, just go over kind of the, the allocutions from the government and, uh, you know, what, what they said and, and your reactions to, to that. Um, well, when they got to the, when they, he started saying about the enhancements, I kind of just went blank. Yeah. So explain, My, explain what they, explain what the enhancements means for our audience. The enhancement is, um, the domestic terrorism. That means that my husband is now deemed domestic terrorist. And pretty much that is the main one. I don't know. I couldn't, I, right now I couldn't tell you what all the other ones were because my emotions just plummeted right there in the courtroom because I was asking, I don't know if I was asking you or if I was asking Jenny, what did he say? after that because I didn't hear the rest because my heart dropped. Yeah. I was pretty focused on that one as well. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, so it's, it's not, it's not like an actual charge. It's, it's an enhancement. And uh, so what, what sort of things is that going to affect? That's going to actually affect his VA benefits. That's going to affect jobs. That's going to affect his livelihood. That's going to affect everything. It's just, it's even going to affect his family. It's all of us. It's going to affect all of us. It's not just him. It's all of us. Yeah. And that eliminates complete that. I have to look into it. It's not confirmed yet, but I have to look into it. I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I believe that it would eliminate completely of his VA benefits. Mm. and I still haven't looked into it yet, but we also have, we're waiting for um, how much the restitution is because there is a restitution. And if there is no VA benefits, there's no way that we'll be able to pay any kind of restitution whatsoever. Nothing, zero. Yeah, yeah. Probably we still wouldn't be able to pay it anyway. Right, right. It, it kind of makes it hard to get a job, too, I imagine. Yeah. A lot of the other Oath Keepers who have been sentenced uh, have been moved into isolation. And is he yes. still, he's still in the pod? As of right now, yes, he is. He's still in the pod. Um, and that's what scares me. That's I've been emotional since yesterday. As soon as I found out Jessica Watkins was uh, moved to moved to uh the hole mm-hmm. um Stuart Rhodes and Kelly Kelly Mays was moved to the uh hole all three of them was moved right after sentencing and it scares me because I don't know what if they're gonna move Ken I have no idea and we know what DC guards are capable of and I, I was freaking out. I started freaking out. I'm worried about Jessica. Yeah. Really worried about her. She is scared. She's been messaging me back and forth. 
She's freaking out right now. And I don't blame her. I'm worried about her. And now, not just her, now I'm worried about my own husband more because he's he's still sitting and he's still in a J6 pod and they haven't moved him yet. And he's supposed to be, be supposed to be moved to Florida. And I don't know when that's going to happen. If he gets, if he's going to get moved to Lewisburg or if he's going to get moved to Oklahoma, if he gets moved to Oklahoma, that's the worst place you can ever be moved. And that scares me. That really scares me. I, I understand how, how that could be. Um, I was messaging earlier with, with uh, Kelly Meggs just before uh, we got on this. And uh, let me see. Um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just checking on him. And, um, it, you know, th there just seems to be a lot of confusion. Uh, about why this why this move was made um and in talking to jessica you know for several weeks she's been very concerned that um that she was going to be moved there because of her classification and this was way before the sentencing happened so um and and what it comes down to is that warden landerkin has made this decision it's it's not based on on how they numerically should be classified uh, with yeah. the way that it works inside. So, uh, you know, there's, it just seems odd that this move happened right after Stuart Rhodes sentencing is, is immediately when that happened for them. And then yeah. when, when the guys came back, um, uh, after sentencing, they were also moved, um, yeah. except for Kenny. So it's, it's really hard to, to determine exactly what's going on here. I mean, you know, they told Jessica that it didn't have to do, you know, because she's saying, look, I may have been charged with these things, but I was, I was found not guilty on these. So why are you still classifying me that way? And they said, it doesn't matter. It it's, we're doing it uh, as how you're, how you're charged. Um, so that wouldn't even make sense for why Kenny hasn't been moved because if they were using the same, you know, yeah, doing this, then, then, he still has those charges, even if he was found not guilty as well. So. See, that's, I mean, it, it's, they're all being treated the exact same way when it comes to the charges, because no matter what, even if it, there's no sedition, mm -hmm. they're still being, they're still being given the enhancements no matter what. Yeah. And it doesn't matter about the charges at all. It doesn't. I mean, they could have had zero charges and zero convictions, and it seems like they probably would have gotten the uh, enhancements anyway. Uh, how many months did the government, uh, what was their recommendation for his sentencing? Up to 15 years was the last one. Okay. 15 years. That was, the, that was definitely the last one they recommended. But we was pretty much thinking that it might have been around between eight, nine years. Mm -hmm. Before we went into the courtroom. Yeah. That's what we was thinking. And we didn't know about the enhancements before then. Right. But after the enhancements, I sure didn't know what to think after that. Yeah. So the judge ended up giving him 48 months. Yes. And, uh, you know, they, they all are getting their, their time served. So that cuts that about in half. Right. Yeah. 
And um, does your attorney have um, an idea of when that means uh, he might be getting out? Well, that would cut that in. Actually, that would be 26 months because it's two years and two months. Okay. So they got to serve at least 80%. And that would probably have him coming home around maybe Christmas, give or take. Yeah. But it also depends on uh, good behavior, you know, that sort of stuff. And also, Mm -hmm. yes. And of course he, he uh, is going to sign up for programs, but then you got the halfway house and then he could come home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I do agree with the, that this is, this is a win. I, I really do. Because uh, especially when, when you're looking at his co-defendants and, and, and the amount of time that they are getting, um, you know, you compare it with, uh, with, I mean, Jessica getting 102 months. I mean, that was just, you know, that was a, that was a hard slap to take right there. That yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't even go in the courtroom for hers yeah. or Kelly's. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I was going to. Of course, you saw me just sitting there. I couldn't you walk were, in there. Just sitting outside. Yeah. <laughs> I was already shaking before I could. That's why I couldn't go. I knew I was going to break. Yeah. I was just going to break down. It's understandable. Well, I, you know, I think he did really well on his allocutions and um, he was very sincere and, and convincing, um, you know, that he really, didn't know what was going on. No, he didn't. You know, he was wearing his, he was wearing his loafers. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> he really, he really didn't know. He didn't know, have no clue. Yeah. And that's the sad part. Even, I mean, even the judge even noticed that. Yeah. I mean, that's what I don't understand. The judge knew he was telling the truth. Oh, I agree. I agree. And just, you know, the fact that he wasn't wearing, um, you know, the, the uniform or, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. And the gear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the gear. And the fact that he, you know, he's, he's voted in one election his whole life in 20, 20- never voted for a president before in his life. Yeah. Yeah. And he uh, voted for a governor. That was the Santa. That was in 2018. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it, you know, the, the fact that he, he just has never had any interest in politics or anything. And, uh, you know, Brad Geyer did an excellent job. He really did. Um, and I yeah. know he, uh, he really feels strongly about about Kenny and, and uh, his his innocence in this. So he he represented him very well. Yeah, he did. He did. He did real good. Uh, he did say that we was going to appeal. Uh, don't know if he has already gotten started on the appeal or not. I figured I'd let him have, you know yesterday and today you know poor man's been working his butt off yeah so yeah you've got 14 days to get that in so i know that's not long no it's not it's not you gotta figure out i mean i'm I'm sure along the way he's you know taken note of exactly what that appeal is going to be based on so yeah you know this will be fun 
<laughs> it's never ending, right? Mm -mm. Oh no, it's never, never, never ending. Yeah, it's just it's a steady long road. Yeah. Well, you you have been quite a fighter, quite a trooper through this, and and you've really had his back and worked closely with um, the attorney and and helped him a lot and done a, done a lot of the work yourself. So that's highly commendable. I'd do it all over again if I had to. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't change anything on that part. But yeah. I definitely would def open my mouth next time for him not going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we only knew now what we yeah we knew then what we know now, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. or, or either I would have said I'm going with you because I want to see I want to see everything too, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Because I've never been there before, and I still, you know, I still have not sightseed when I when I went. Never went sightseeing. Yeah, didn't even bother. Well, it's it's a little you have a little different perspective on that city now. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just tell everybody, don't even bother to go. They might put you in jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, so what, you gotta what, watch plans, it. what plans do you have now going forward? Um, you know, while you're while you're going through this the next couple of years. Well, actually, I've been thinking about it. Um, well, first off, I am. I started embroidering, of course, embroidering patches. Yeah, can you show? Um, can you show us? Show us the patches. Do you have some right there? Actually, yeah. Like I put them. I have some other ones too. Have these? Those are so nice. I love that one. This was my uh, my one. I messed up, but it's pretty so, much the same. Very nice, though. Yeah, I like it a lot. Can people buy those from you? Yes, they can. How do they do that? Angelspatriotbattle.org. Angelspatriotbattle.org. I love it. And you're working on and some this new, one, new shapes. I actually yeah. just did this one. I, I, yeah, I, I need a couple of those square ones to put on my son's uh, school pants that he always busts out the knee on. <laughs> <laughs> and they are customized. I can customize them. It's just, I was playing with it, mm -hmm. trying to see how big I can get it. And pretty much that's it. Um, I also have one where I could put the J6 right here. Uh-huh. Instead, you know, look similar can, to this. Can people get them uh, personalized, like for a specific prisoner? Yes. Or that's yes. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's what I was talking about. This right here, personalized. They could put anyone's name right here. Perfect. And they can everything right here and they could change the colors if they want, but they have to be very specific. They have there's if you go to contact on uh, my website on angelspatriotbattle.org. You'll be able to find on there. On contact my email address, make sure you very detailed if you wanted a different color. And the name that you want on there, or if you want the circle patch, on which one I had. It's I, I need specifics because I do this one at a time. I literally do this by hand, one needle on my machine. That's it, and I have to do it by every order 
So it takes me a little bit of time if everybody just patient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful work. I love that you're doing that. I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. It takes my mind off of everything and keeps me occupied. And um, the other thing that I've really been uh, thinking about doing, it, it wouldn't be for me. It would be for Ken. Is I've been thinking about putting a, a give single just for his GTO. Fixing his GTO up and getting some rims for his truck. Oh, I love it. But I have no clue what the car needs because it's it, it it needs a restoration. Yeah. And it's been sitting in the garage. And that's what he was doing, was restoring it. It's a it's a 2006, no, 2005, I believe. 2005 GTO. And he's been restoring it. So is there is there any is there a friend or anybody that that does it with him or is there some guy at a shop yeah. maybe who could who could yeah. help with that? Yeah, that's that's probably the way to go. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking about doing is um putting a gift and go just for that by yeah. itself. Yeah. And I want to surprise him with the rims for the truck. I want it to match the truck. Right. Because I kind of messed up his rims. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that, you know, of course, the um between the brake dust and of course the sand will etch off all, you know, the aluminum and all that stuff. So of course, messed up his rims. Bad girl. I know, bad girl. Yeah. But that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. Well, I, I'm so glad that you have your eyes on the future and are, are thinking about, you know, how things are going to be when you when he gets out, because uh, that's going to be a beautiful day. Just want to surprise him when he does come home yeah. to something like that. Oh, I'm sure he deserves it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, he, can, he can mess with his own bike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let him take it. Well, he's got to have something to do. If you've already yeah. got the track, you see, he's got to have something else to do, so. Yeah, I drive the truck, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Well, is there any other message that you want to that you want to get out to our listeners to our to yeah. America? What is that? Well, I actually started doing my own podcast. Um, it's Juliet Six, and you can find me on Rumble dot com forward slash Juliet Six, and you can also find me on Twitter at Cajun Queen 43. And one other note, don't give up, never give up. Don't lay down. Stand tall. Don't shut up. Where there's a will, there's a way. You have no reason to uh, shut up. There's no excuses. Absolutely. If I can do it, anyone can. Um, well, you are you are a great role model for that. I I, I commend you on it, highly. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you so much for fighting um, for him and for for all of them. And uh, you know, I know you'll he keep your head up and stay strong and um, just don't quit. I know you won't. I'm not. I'm yeah. not going to quit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, God bless you, my friend. I appreciate you. All right.
Thank you for having me on. Anytime, anytime. All right. All right. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. We all bleed the same red blood of patriots. Make honey great again. I guess we feel like we're servants and we have a product out there that's really cool and we're, we're raising a lot, a lot, a lot of money for, uh, for different groups like yourself. Grown and bottled in America. It looks just like President Trump. Where can people order this honey? It's a very easy site. It's called MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. Sales code MEL. Off it goes. Within 24 hours, it's shipped to you. Make America great again.